Everything you know about health is about to change. Welcome to Straight Talk on Health with Dr. Vincent Medici. Sometimes people suffer, not from lack of faith, but from lack of knowledge. This is the show that changes that. If you are tired of being sick, tired of not getting answers, tired of spinning in circles, for healing is not a mystery. It is a miracle that you were designed to experience. It takes hard work and real knowledge. It takes patience and time. It takes the education this show can provide. So get it straight today. Here's Dr. Medici. Good morning to you and a beautiful day, Saturday morning. It is no wind. That's great for me. I'm not a wind type. In Chinese medicine, we say some people need the wind. Some people, they get sick in the wind. People who have big, strong livers. Now, what does that mean, a strong liver? Well, in Western medicine, it means nothing. In Eastern medicine, Chinese medicine, acupuncture, Ayurvedic medicine, old European medicine, a big, strong liver, that's the kind of person that can get the job done. And we know these kinds of people, thick necks, big jaws, give them a job to do, they're going to get it done, nothing's going to stop them. In their youth, they'll knock a wall down to get it done and not even know. As warriors, they are all busted up, but they don't even know it. Fighters are like this. Boxers, martial artists. Strong livers don't like wind. I don't like wind. I like this kind of a day. Just gorgeous. And the reason I bring up the liver and the wind is because last week I had a 60-year-old woman call in. She was in ER. She called the office because she was about to have her gallbladder cut out. She was deathly afraid of it. I convinced her ER doc to talk to me. That's a rarity. This guy must have been a nice guy. And I said, look, if we don't have a medical crisis, then don't do it because she doesn't want it done. Well, she decided not to do it, not to have her gallbladder cut out. Big victory right there. But the main reason I tell you this story is, number one, based on the CT scan, the scan they did, she didn't have gallstones. She had what you call sludge. Lots of people have sludge. So there's this sack that stores bile, which helps with fat digestion, underneath your right rib cage, very connected to the liver. It's called the gallbladder. And when it squirts, it squirts its fluid into the duodenum of the small intestine. And in case you didn't know, it helps you digest your fats. And that whole system, the biliary system, the bile system, the green-yellow liquid, you know what it looks like. When you get diarrhea, sometimes you'll see it. When you vomit and it's sour and green and yellow and it stinks, that's bile. That bile gets produced in the liver, stored in the gallbladder, and when you eat fats, it pumps this empty sac, this sac called the gallbladder, contracts. I'm skipping a lot of stuff, of course. And it all shoots into your intestines and digests the fats. Well, the gallbladder system, liver gallbladder, biliary system, these passageways are just like the oil in a car. 
you got to change them or the oil gets too thick, too black, too sludgy. And there's a million bad things that happen to your human body when this network and system gets sludged up. So as a solution to that, we give people these flushes. And you guys have heard of these things, liver cleanses and gallbladder cleanses and coffee enemas and you drink olive oil and you look to see if you get all this green sludge out. And I know a lot of you know this and I know a lot of you don't know this and I know a lot of you have had your gallbladder cut out unnecessarily, which is not to say sometimes you have to get it cut out because it's about to burst. And that's what your doctors are afraid of, that if it bursts, you'll have a bigger problem. And so it's not like sometimes you don't need a surgical solution, but I can tell you most of the time you don't. And I can tell you that you're told when you get it cut out, it's okay, you're fine, you're normal. You know, we do this, cut out the thyroid gland. If you take a kidney, don't worry, we have another one. If we cut out your joint, we can put an artificial one in and it's all good. And this is not true. And of all these replacement surgeries, the one you don't want to do is have your gallbladder cut out. It gets a lot more complicated. I've done shows on this. I'm going to skip talking about this for the next 30 minutes. I want to talk about what happened to this woman, this this individual, because it's very illustrative of a certain point I'm about to make. So she doesn't get it cut out and that's a victory like I said and then what happens is she tells the doctor that for 30 years 30 years she's had this digestive issue but it's not to fats now I want you aficionados here that understand this what stimulates and creates her gallbladder attacks cholecystitis What stimulates these attacks, and she, of course, has a lot of pain up in her neck and shoulders where the gallbladder refers. What stimulates these attacks, she says, is anything. It doesn't have to be fats. Usually it's fats because you can't digest fats because the gallbladder passages are plugged. And when you need all that bile to digest the fat, but you can't get it because the gallbladder is all sludged up, which her CT scan said it was, you take fats and... It doesn't work. You don't get it. You get an attack instead of good fat digestion. Doesn't happen to this woman. Now, here's the point. It doesn't happen to this woman. For 30 years, she gets these attacks. The last attack, the one that brought her to ER, and so they said, look, we're going to cut it out now. The one that brought her, she had a glass of wine. She told this to her ER surgeon, the guy that was going to take it out. He said, that doesn't make any sense. But I'm going to take it out anyway, he said, because the CT scan said you got a lot of sludge. Not stones, sludge. This was a big medical mistake. And when I heard this, I said, let me talk to this guy. And I did. And he said, look, it's not imminent. Her gallbladder's not going to burst. She doesn't have a fever. We're going to give her a low-dose antibiotic and send her out of there. And I said, good, do that. So... This woman just came to see me very recently, and it was a great story. And, okay, let's get to the point. The point is, why? And the MD didn't understand this. Why was just like anything 
not a fat. Why did a glass of wine cause the gallbladder attack? Well, this is the point of the show now. And this is something for you guys to learn. And to understand a lot of times, gallbladder flushes, olive oil flushes, coffee enemas, all sorts of liver gallbladder cleanses. Everybody's doing these things that's in the know. A lot of times they don't work. Why? Well, let's take the history of this woman. Alcoholic parents. Let's take the history of this woman. A husband she left, who she said almost made her kill herself from stress. Kids that create her stress. Now she's a single woman. She's well-to-do. See, when you describe people like that, you think sometimes, well, that person, yes, she lives in a ghetto and she doesn't have... No, these people have good livings, good lifestyles, nice homes, several million dollars in real estate. They live good. They get together with their friends. They host parties. You go to their homes. You say, I want that. They live good. I'm talking about that kind of person. You don't know they suffer like this. You don't know. I know. I'm the guy they tell because I pry in there. I get in there with them. I find out the truth. And the truth is this woman's under so much stress. And here's the clincher. If you get this, you get, you get the big, you get the big, big prize. She's under so much stress that those passageways, bile ducts, from the little canoniculi all the way to the big ducts, to the cystic duct, to the common bile duct, the whole passageway, all the plumbing on the way to the intestine is always in 50 to 75% constriction. You see, the mistake we make in medicine and the mistake people make, because they just don't understand, is they think these pipes, these tubes, have a diameter, and that diameter is constant. That diameter is not constant. That diameter is in constant flux. The human organism is in flux. That means those passageways are constantly under stress, under anxiety, under the inability to relax your body. For all the reasons you hear me endlessly repeat for 12 years, mind you, for all the reasons people don't know how to relax their body, leaves a lot of people with those bile passageways constantly constricted. Now I'm going to skip the art form involved in fixing that. Let's skip that. But lots of people under stress, they're not going to score with, they're not going to do well with flushes. They got to learn to relax their tubes in their body. It's not just their bile ducts. It's their coronary arteries. It's the arteries to their brain. It's their joint capsules. It's their muscles. They're in a whole state of contraction all the time or too often. And when you have a lot of resentment and a lot of anger internalized or externalized, and a lot of frustration. When the inside of you is, darn it, my mother did this and she shouldn't have. My father didn't do that and he should have. My husband, my kids, my world, 
the people that I do business with. They, darn it, you know that type. It's these type A people who get the job done, who know how to have success in their life. But they're always in a state of anxiety. And it starts when they're born, and it just adds up. They may have $10 million in the bank, $100 million in the bank, but they live in this constricted state. Now, as we know from Ayurvedic medicine, Chinese medicine, European medicine, all medicines know people like that tend to constantly put their bile ducts in constriction. Now, bile does a lot of things. I could do a whole two shows on bile, but I'm just going to stick to fat digestion, emulsification. What I'm really saying is under anxiety, your bile ducts are always constricting. Now, if you're passing all this bile down your ducts from all the little tiny, tiny passageways to the bigger ones, to the bigger ones, all the way to your gallbladder, down the common bile duct, just look up the anatomy of the liver and gallbladder. You'll see what I mean. But you're putting all of that fluid, that yellow-green fluid, that, by the way, you see in your, in, your, in your stool. It's why your poop is brown. It's why your feces is brown. It's why sometimes it's yellow when you don't get enough. It's when you have diarrhea, all that liquid comes out, and it's yellow-green, and it smells a little different. It's when you vomit that yellow stuff that comes out. That bile, as it goes through all those passageways of the liver into the gallbladder, into the digestive tube, emulsifying fats, and then into the toilet, guess what? If you're in vasoconstriction for reasons I've just described and you don't know how to relax for reasons I've just described and all those ducts are over 50-60% constricted, what happens to the flow of the bile? The flow gets stagnant, stasis. And once it's static, in stasis, you develop sludge. You start precipitating all sorts of what we call bile sand. It's not stones, it's sludge. If you don't move it, it gets sludgy. Now, you already know that. Where do you want to take a bath? In the river or the swamp? Well, there you go. There you go. You want to take it in the river because the river, the water's moving. Where do you think the bacteria count goes much higher? The stagnant swamp where the alligator lurks and the frogs croak and the turtle swims in the swamp or the nice smooth running crystal clear river. Sure, it's the swamp where there's stasis, you have sludge. That's this woman. So they don't want to get to the cause. She could even do all the flushes. She still wouldn't get to the cause. Of course, what did I do? Well, I gave her herbs. We have herbs that work for this stuff. I gave her cleanses. We have cleanses that work for this stuff. And what did I tell her? You fill it in. What did I tell her? I said, look, this is a good start. But you got to start learning to get out from underneath a pattern you've had for 60 years. And if you don't, then 
this stuff will help, but it's not going to give you what you want. You're still going to be having attacks. Only this time, when you have the attacks, they're going to do a CT scan and they're going to go, you don't have any sludge. We don't understand it. And you're going to get more and more confused about this. Now, in 15 minutes, I just gave you a lot of understanding. We could take this to coronary cleanses, all this stuff on YouTube about cleaning the arteries and what you have to do for this, that, and melting plaque or preventing. It's all great stuff, but here's the thing. Not if you're like this woman, and I got to tell you, if you think this woman is the exception, think again. If there's one thing I'm going to do for you so you don't live in delusion is pull the plug on this because this is you. And people go, I don't feel any stress. This isn't it. Lots of people are oblivious. And then lots of people know, yeah, that is me. Whether you're oblivious and it's you, so I'm planting the seed, or you already know it's you, you have to interpret a lot of what you suffer from the way I just said. And if that's not addressed, then it doesn't really matter. No matter what you do, you fail at it. You don't get the full result. If you're new to the show, I'm Dr. Vincent Medici. This is Straight Talk on Health. Obviously, this is Straight Talk. Straight Talk is good for me, and Straight Talk is good for you. It's not easy to do that. Lots of people hear this show, and they go, this guy's just, he's too straight. I don't really care. I want people who like Straight Talk. I like people who want to work. And I don't not like people who don't want to work and who like crooked talk. They're nice people too. But you see, the bottom line is I can't get results from people who don't want the truth. And I can't get results from people who don't want to take a step. Most important thing I do to deal with a very stressful life, what? You don't think a phone call from somebody that knew me already in other channels in ER about to cut their gallbladder out unnecessarily, you don't think that causes a doctor stress? Of course it does. Doctor's got a reputation. He wants to keep his reputation high. He wants success. So that doesn't cause stress. Everyone lives with stress. Everyone. The question is, how good are you at getting rid of that stress? I say to my clients, I don't want to change the stress in your life. I don't want to change your husband. I don't want to change your kids. I don't want to change your boss. I don't want to change your public. I don't want to change your past. I just want you to bring an exercise to it where you can relax behind it. That's where I'm a stickler. I love that people do Bible study. I love that stuff. But I want to stand in there with a blood pressure cuff and see your blood pressure drop when you do Bible study. I want to see your bowels improve. I want to see you have less insomnia. I want to see you vasodilate in your coronary arteries. I want to see your kidney increase its filtration rate. I want to see your bile ducts expand and relax. I want your joints. I want to see a halo around your head when you do Bible study. I want to see a physiological result. And this is what we don't do. We don't measure it to the body. 
So I don't care what you do to get out from underneath your stress. I want to make sure you're in reality. And that's what people find when they see me. I put them in reality in a gentle way, but also a firm way because you want to insist on your reality. And when you're hurting and you have a health concern and your body's trying to tell you, hey, I have a health, you have a health concern, you need to listen to me, the body, people don't want to listen because they're too busy watching YouTube and looking on a computer. They're not out in nature. How do I know? Where do you think I just came from this morning? I'm at the beach. It's me and this English guy going, my God, this is so beautiful. And there's two people on the beach. They're all in Starbucks. So don't tell me people know how to relax. We're losing this as a culture. And what God gave us is the ecosystems here. And one great ecosystem is the state of California, which despite its disgusting politics, it's still a state. And I, I did a, I was online today at uh, 5.30 in the morning with the East Coast. It's 28 degrees in, in Boston. What's Montana? We're here in California. And yet, I'm telling you, we are about the most stressed out sons of guns in the United States. There's a payback, you see, for industrial life. You know, one of the things you guys don't know about California is, back, does anybody remember in the 70s, a guy named Mayor Abe Beam? He was Democrat, of course, and one of the worst governors in the history of of New York City. He was terrible. And New York City went bankrupt. Can you imagine that? New York City going bankrupt. And one of the reasons it went bankrupt is the 70s and the 80s were the years where the world was computerizing. And if you weren't starting to replace your manual day-to-day business pro- protocols with software programs, you were going to lose the edge. You know the first state in the United States that did that? Of course you know what state that is. It wasn't it wasn't uh, Arkansas or Georgia or New York. It was California because we had Silicon Valley. We had Steve Jobs and Husiak there, Kabuziak, whatever that guy is, running around the United States selling Silicon Valley. So California computerized fast. We have had absolute automaton existence and in a way it was good and the downside of it it's ridiculous you got three-year-old kids doing nothing all week i talked to a mother this week whose kid is very young and i said i need this kid exercising two three hours per day per day and they looked at me like i was satan they looked at me like I thought he needed like two hours of, four hours of exercise a week. Can you imagine that? Those of you listening from the old school, the old school, think of when you're what, 60, 70, 80? Think of if you grow up like a healthy young man. I'll just talk men for a second. What were you doing at least four to five hours a day? 
football, baseball, basketball, boxing, wrestling. If it wasn't those things, you were just in the street fighting. Kids, boys, fight. Think of that. I grew up in New York City playing. I had to play four hours a day. That's a healthy kid. Now, four hours a week is more like it. And mothers have their sons doing play dates. Play dates. You know, I love homeschooling because the public school system's so bad. But when I think of my mother trying to teach me, or me being in a group with other boys and having some housewife down the street teach me and these thugs I grew up with, I can't even believe what we're up to. And I'm not knocking homeschooling because it's way better than the public school system in this state. But still, boys need to move. I had a one-year-old infant in my arms this week, and it was like bliss. And I talked to him at one years old, man to man, and he loved it. He doesn't have a father. He loved it. We're not doing the things we need to do to relax. And we're suffering. And I think the case here applies beautifully. This woman is going to learn to relax. I'm going to pull those tendons apart. She's going to learn to chill. And combined with the flushes, we'll probably bring her on the show sometime. Or someone similar, because I have loads of examples. 714-850-1007. 714-850-1007. How come nobody asked me how my school is doing? I have 70 students and they're having their, their, their whole game rocked. God bless you. I'll see you next week. Okay, that's a wrap. Don't forget to get to Dr. Medici's website at drmedici.com to look at the pictures and review the show as often as you wish. See you next week.